welcome back to See and Free Studio. This is a place to discover what makes you unique, special, and different. And I want to tell you a little bit about why See and Free is important to me. You know, I, my wife, for instance, she walks into a dilapidated old house and she sees potential right away. Where, where I see a mess and, and lots of investment, she says, ooh, we could tear this wall down and we could put in a cozy fireplace and we could build a built-in windowsill. And she just has this way of imagining what could be and what's already there and seeing the value of it. And that's how I feel about people. When I meet people, I love just look, looking at what's there and, and trying to understand what makes people tick and, and just seeing their value right away. And that's what I want with Seeing and Free. I want all of us to see the potential in ourselves and in others and to, to value that um, and then explore what else you can do with it. So just like that dilapidated old house, uh, you know, if you're feeling run down or feeling um, a bit broken or in a tough time, I want you to start to see that, that beautiful thing inside you that makes you tick um, and that really uh, just needs a little bit of um, love. <laughs> and so with that, you know, there's, there's certain people in my life that just walk in a room and they exude energy and you just feel like this person is so dynamic, I have to get to know them. And that is how I feel about my next guest. Elizabeth Davis. Uh, Elizabeth is an investor for the Female Innovators Lab at Anthemus, um, and she'll tell you a little bit about that. Uh, it's an early stage uh, venture capital fund, uh, and she's based in New York. Uh, but she's served as a VP of WARN, which is a mission-driven creative and digital agency. Uh, she's the co-founder of uh, On Purpose, a consulting firm, and she'll tell us a little bit about that as well. But I met Elizabeth years ago when she was trying to save the planet uh, and doing some sustainability work, and I was immediately impressed by her contagious energy, her conviction, and the, the, just the, the way she relates to people and, and brings them along with her. So with that, welcome Elizabeth Davis. Thank you so much, Jen. So excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited for you to be here. So tell us, where are you in the world and what are you doing right now? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm in New York City right now. We're getting a beautiful snowstorm. Um, I'm originally actually from Montana, so love all of the snow that is happening in New York. And I'm currently uh, working, at, like Jen said, at Anthemis on the Female Innovators Lab team. So really looking to invest in female founders in fintech. So Elizabeth, tell people a little bit about why that's important to you. You know, what made you get into this uh, particular area, specifically investing in, in, in female-owned businesses? You know, it's so interesting, Jen, and I almost actually date it back to when we were working together at Coca-Cola. So I started in um, in 2012 at the Coca-Cola company on the global sustainability team. And at the time, Coca-Cola had this big program on women entrepreneurship. And so I, I really had this incredible opportunity to travel to India and China and Turkey and see the on-ground work of women entrepreneurs with Coca-Cola. And that really honestly inspired me to leave Coca-Cola to start my own company in, in purpose consulting and then to leave my own company to then join an advertising agency called Warren to do branding and campaigns for all of these female founders. And really while I was at Warren, when I was working with these incredible women, I often saw this disconnect between founders and investors where they were really struggling to get funding and honestly didn't really understand why they kept getting turning, turned down from venture capitalists. So sort of decided that I wanted to be on the other side of that table 
to help drive more capital to female founders and and ultimately went back to business school, had worked at another venture fund for a little bit and landed Anthemus almost a year ago. So it's been pretty incredible um, so far. And honestly, I think what inspires me every day is right now, amazingly, only 2.2% of venture funding goes to women, which is pretty unbelievable. And so if I can just be a small part of that to drive more capital to women is, is pretty important to me. Yes, I I, th I watched uh, a recent uh, I think uh, summit from Forbes that that shared that data, and I was shocked <laughs> at just how little capital is actually going into female-owned businesses, even though female-owned businesses are are increasing. And so I love that you got on this side of the, of the table and are really helping to. Um, propel these these organizations forward and I kind of know you as somebody that likes to propel things forward you know I, this is all about your unique special and different I would love to hear from your perspective what drives you Oh my gosh, I love that question. And, and it's been honestly so much fun to see some of the other unique, special, different conversations from the other podcasts. Um, I think really for me, it's very much of this element of positivity, enthusiasm, and really connection. And, and I think that was one of the reasons that Jen and I really hit it off when we were at Coca-Cola is I just felt such a connection of loving to learn your stories and, and hearing other stories from individuals as well. Um, but just this element, I think, of positivity positivity especially has pervaded uh, everything that I want to do and, and interact with others and just sort of live your life as well. And you, you and I, yes, you and I did talk about that. And I, you know, and you're, you're, you have a contagious positivity about you. And but I think it was hard earned. I mean, when did you discover it? You know, that that was so important to you. Oh my gosh, it's such a good question. So when I was a kid, we actually had a family member who was pretty sick. And just going through that, I think, made me realize how important it was to constantly be positive. Uh, but it, it, but I think that you go almost through these roller coasters in life where when I was first starting, my first job out of college was at Coca-Cola. And I really questioned uh, my positivity. And I, I almost felt really pretty insecure about it, to be honest, when, when I first started. And I remember talking to my boyfriend, who, who's now my husband, and I said, you know, what if they don't take me seriously enough? What if, what if what if in the work environment that because I'm so positive that they don't think I'm a hard worker or they can't take me seriously in, in, in this corporate environment? And I almost fast forward three years and this incredible mentor and boss that I had, Mary Merrill, she at the end at my exit interview said, you know, Elizabeth, one of the things that I love most about you that you brought to every meeting that you brought to every day was your positive attitude. And that made me feel so good that it was just, I mean, very much the authentic self of who I am, but it was this affirmation from a place where I felt really insecure about it when I first started at Coca-Cola. So some great information and sort of reinforcement from amazing mentors as well. Yes, and I think <clears throat> one of the threads we're seeing in a lot of the conversations we're having is how important authenticity is. And some people, unfortunately, and I'm including myself, don't realize that until much later. And so I love that you not only took some advice, um, but but were willing to ask the questions. At, you know, at a much younger uh, age and, and stage of life, and and I I'm super happy that you've unlocked that now and can take that forward because I do think your positivity uh, is so important, and it and it helps people. You know, you're helping people with their own businesses, and you're you're helping them probably through tough times, lots of rejections, lots of um, you know, pitches that don't go anywhere, and you're, you're there on the other end saying, hey, I'm here, and, and we're gonna make this work. 
So I think that's wonderful. Uh, you know, has there, has there been a time though where it's been hard, hard to maintain that positivity? Uh, you know, any challenges that you've gone through where you thought, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, definitely. And Jen, I'll actually bring it back to when you and I were working together at Coca-Cola, um, we were working on this project called Millennial Voices. And it was in such an incredible initiative. Essentially, the CEO of Coca-Cola at the time had picked about 12 of us um, from millennials around the world, from Poland, China, Mexico, uh, to really be this task force to think about how Coca-Cola was interacting with millennials inside the company and also outside the company. And initially, it was such a big challenge because you're bringing together all these different cultures, all these different communication styles. And, um, and I think it was a pretty big struggle at first and sort of how do you keep this positive attitude when you're having a lot of different con sort of conflict with these conversations of people just being completely quiet on phone calls, which I'm sorry, we all can res resonate with now with Zoom. <laughs> um, but then also too, of I think really what changed the game was when we all got in a room together and really got to know each other and that positive attitude, I think, really helped the, those conversations. But even I think on a, I mean, to bring it to, to now as well, I think some of the, the times that are hard for me is I speak to founders all the time, which is such a blessing, but we only invest in, in about three to five companies a year through the fund that I sit on. So I have to tell founders no all the time. And that's so hard for me because since I was a founder, I sort of know the, the, the hills and valleys that you go through. And so constantly having to say no is just so painful. Uh, and so trying to, to stay positive in those moments, even when you're, when you're feeling really bad about, about passing on an awesome founder. So, you mean, obviously, you were a founder yourself, you're, and you, you talked about you know, having to say no to people, and, and uh, you know, is there something that you want to be able to say in those moments to help people get through those no's, uh, to, to somehow kind of find their resourcefulness and their, you know, their drive in those moments? Oh my gosh! It's so so. I, I I sat on this panel a couple of years ago with another sort of rock star um, woman founder, and she, what she always said was she was saying, you know, no, a no is an only a no right now, and I love that element too because I think that that's something where it serves the opportunity to come back to an investor or to come back to um, another environment, a job, whatever it is, to ask again. And I always think that that's almost even the power of asking when I think about advice that I give to people who are just getting in their career. I think so much of just this power of, of not being afraid of a no, uh, because that's really the worst that could happen is that someone says no, and then you try with someone else. Yes, I, and, and there's lots of no's in life, you know, and I think, uh, I, I was telling a story not too long ago about, you know, don't look at those no's as, as uh, road close signs. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you, yes. that you can't keep going. It just means you have to turn around, take a detour, and take a different way. And I, and I think you're right, sometimes it's just a readiness factor. There's so many stories of, of the no's. It's, it's not a no, it's a, it's a not right now. And I, I love that, and I think it is a way to stay positive and not give up, and, and you have to have that tenacity. Uh, and so they are very lucky to have you there to help them through those moments, because uh, you know them, and you've been there. Uh, so, I mean, it, there, you know, as you think about your younger self and maybe other people that are wanting to go into business, uh, other women who want to start their own thing, is there, is there any good advice that you wish you had received or that you'd love to be able to give? 
Oh, that's such a good question. I would say the first one is just always ask, sort of to that power of asking. I remember when I was in when college and really wanting to work in global sustainability, and everyone I spoke to told me that it wasn't going to happen. They said, you don't have the experience. We only hire for people who have 10 plus years experience in sustainability, all of these things. And so I started reaching out to CEOs of uh, companies like Unilever and Coca-Cola and chief sustainability officers. And I amazed got a ton of answers back. I was sort of stunned, like the senior at the University of Notre Dame getting these answers back to these emails. And I was pretty blatant saying, you know, I'd love just an internship, right? Just to get my foot in the door. And it was pretty incredible because it was just this element of the power of asking and not being afraid to get a no. And at the end of the day, I sort of looked at every email that I sent as a possibility that I most likely wouldn't get a response back. So every time I did, I was just so thrilled. Uh, and I think that's something even too recently, a founder had reached out to me after I had a conversation with her and she said, you know, Elizabeth, I really loved our conversation. Would you consider being my mentor? And that was something for me that I felt totally honored, you know, and, and just even that she felt like that I helped her in that small amount of time and whatnot. And so it was something where I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to be your mentor, right? However, I can, I can help, but it sort of shows of you never know until you ask. And so, especially if I think about getting into business again, and if you want to do something, and even if you don't have the experience or you don't have the background of just trying and asking and exploring different jobs in those areas. So I, those are a couple of things that come to mind. That's great advice. And I remember that about you when we met because uh, you told me that story about how you, you just asked, you just sent notes to these very senior people and said, hey, <laughs> I'm interested. You got, you got anything for me? And, and it worked. And, and, you know, and I think um, being bold enough to ask and just put out in the world what you want, it, that's a, it's a scary thing. But it, uh, once, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, just ask because you'd be shocked at how many people actually want to help you. <laughs> they actually yes. want to be on your side and they want to help make things happen for you um, and and so I'm glad they have an Elizabeth in their life to answer those calls when they're when they're made um, and I certainly uh, would love to offer the same because I think people just need that that confidence and to take that first step forward and that that's the that's the toughest step um, sometimes so great advice um, you know Elizabeth this is a I, I always ask random questions uh, during the during the interview and and uh, you get to choose uh, somewhat the question in that you just give me a number and then I tell you what that question is. So it's a, um, between one and 25. What's num what number would you like to choose? So I played soccer in high school and my number was 21. So I think I'll choose 21. Let's do it. Okay. Ooh, and I, I've, I had this one and I love it. Okay. If you could use your unique, special and different uh, to influence just one person to do something, who would it be and what would you want them to do? Oh my God, that is so hard. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I love, love, love it. What would I do? Um, I would, I'm thinking of, my brain is going toward, like who could I encourage to essentially drive more capital to female founders? Um, so I think I would probably work with some of the big venture funds like Sequoia or Excel um, and try to just bring more female founders and sort of this power of connection and positive introductions to drive um, more funding, I guess, in female founders. I think sort of where my brain goes immediately, but that's, I mean, I've never even thought about that. That's such a great question. 
Yeah. Well, in a, yeah, I, I, thank you. <laughs> I'll take credit for the question. But, um, you know, I, but I think your positivity, like, you know, you going in there versus somebody that's ticked off and mad that these female founders aren't getting funded, that could be one approach to go to some of these big players. But I, I, it strikes me that, again, with, with your courage to ask um, and to have the conversation and to use your positivity to influence and explain to people why it's so important to fund these companies, you you might make waves, my friend. I would love to see you <laughs> actually do that um, because it, we need that. we need that two percent to be much bigger. Um, and so uh, we're all lucky to have you out there doing that. And 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 you know that bold ask. Uh, let's let's do it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, one of the things I like to do is, is to thank people for, for coming on the show. And, and, you know, I really want the whole see and free message is that let's see, let's see things that need to be freed, um, you know, in ourselves and in others. Um, and, and a lot of nonprofits have been hit hard, especially this past year. Uh, there's just not a lot of people are struggling financially. And then that's not trickling down to organizations that really need it, need it the most. Um, and one of those organizations that you'd like to support is it I'm gonna say hopefully I'm saying this right is it Gallatin Valley Food Bank yeah perfect okay <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about them and why why they're so important to you Absolutely. Um, so Jen, and also too, I appreciate so much that you're doing this and honestly was even one of the, uh, a big reason why I'm so excited of how to think about a differentiated podcast too, in a way of how cool it is to really highlight these organizations. Um, but the Gallatin Valley Food Bank is in Bozeman, Montana, which is where I'm from originally. And I've always been really passionate about food sustainability that actually led me to my first job at Coca-Cola to really think about how you make impact in a really big level. Level. Um, but I also think about it closer to home and how many people are hungry in the U.S. and how, how many are food insecure and don't even know where their next meal is coming from. And a big um, positive contributor to, to help offset that is often food banks and communities. And the Gallatin Valley Food Bank has done an, a lot of amazing work in Montana and Bozeman specifically to help families who are hungry get, get meals. So I just wanted to, to highlight them, especially in this world of COVID where there's so many, I think, disparities and a lot of people are struggling to even think about their next meal. So um, just really love the work that they're doing. That's great. Well, I... I would love for people to know more about Gallatin uh, Valley Food Bank and and all of the food banks you know uh, around around the world and in, in in the U.S. I think the U.S. sometimes thinks that we don't we don't have this problem um, and actually we we very much do as uh, you know children that are not uh, able to get you know breakfast lunch and dinner um, and schools are having to compensate for that and these food banks are so critical in getting food um, to, to uh, people who need it so thank you for for calling attention to that and um, and please support Gallatin Valley Food Bank. Uh, go out, uh, when you click on that QR code, you just go up with your phone, take a picture, uh, and it'll take you right to the site so that you can donate um, and raise your awareness and then spread spread the word. And if you feel like starting your own food bank, maybe they can help you think about how to do that in your community. So please, uh, please reach out to them. Um, Elizabeth, I have enjoyed so much catching up with you. I want to congratulate you. You've gotten married since uh, I last saw you. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, how's that going? 
It's great. Oh my gosh. So we actually had a COVID wedding. We were supposed to get married in Italy and then we ended up doing a micro wedding in Montana. So super fun. It ended up just being my mom, dad, uh, my husband's family, and then a couple of close friends. And it was one of those days where it was perfect. I mean, it poured rain. It was so sunny. Uh, we were constantly going between umbrellas, uh, eating in the rain, but it was just one of those days that is, um, it was perfect. It was, it was super special. We're hoping to do a big celebration next year uh, when we can have more folks and it be a little bit more COVID safe. But I can't believe we've been, we've been together eight years and going on nine. So pretty amazing. Yes, it is. And I saw I saw pictures of your wedding and I even saw the location I know you wanted to marry in um, when, you, when you were over there in Italy. You will be back in Italy. You will still get, uh, get to celebrate with family and friends. But I want to wish you the best. You deserve it. And and I, I hope you um, continue to bring your positivity to everyone in your life. I know your husband will also uh, benefit from that. Uh, and uh, I hope we stay in touch. I would love to support you in any way I can. And uh, thank you for coming on Seeing Free and sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. This has been so much fun just to see you again, get caught up with you. I've loved listening to the other podcasts too that you've already done are incredible. So anyone that's lucky enough to get to spend, I mean, 30 minutes with you is one lucky gal. So just really loved being able to see you again. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Elizabeth. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, you know, I've, I've been able to keep in touch with people like Elizabeth and invite them on the show. Don't be scared. She's, she said it. She's, she's completely unscathed. So if you want to come and join us and t tell everybody your story, your USD, we'd love to have you. Please subscribe. Uh, you'll, you can catch us at seeandfreestudio.com. You can uh, see us on YouTube or, or my LinkedIn. Uh, either way you find us, please come back.